0: Hey yeah. Street nature to the soul That and divine Now everybody grab your glass now Sip on the wine This time we take you back And let your body really unwind This is soul and this is music This what makes us secure Now we're spinning on the Angelo, The ladies applaud Our frustration's gonna make you feel like this here before Exploring all the roots of soul Neo music beyond My name is Noble Dan I think I better just let it run Let it run, let it run.
1: Hello and welcome to Sold Out Roots in the Vine, where we explore the world of Neo Soul and beyond. With me, April Olutunji, and my fellow Neo Soul nerd, Mr. Steve Southern. Hey, Steve.
2: Hey, hey. How's it cracking?
1: Yes, yeah, good. How about you?
2: All good. All, all good. All good. Ready for another hefty dose of musical geekery?
1: Yes. What's happening tonight?
2: Well, tonight it's a. Uh... It's just me and thee tonight, isn't it? Mm. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, it's just just me and you.
2: We're just been, we've been schmoozing with Sorry, guys. Children of Zeus, Scimitar, Spral. Yeah, we've
1: been treated.
2: But tonight we're just kicking it with some fine tunes. hmm We've got new stuff from Cleo Soul and Reliably Bad. Lovely. As well as. What promises to be a very informative deep dive, I think. Yeah. What are we investigating tonight?
1: So I believe in our deep dive, we are looking into the world of R&B bands. bands and groups. what's happened, what's happened to them. Yeah, the
2: history of bands.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When they once ruled the earth and then kind of disappeared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> much, much like the Ice Age, <laughs> the bands just disappeared. And we want to know why.
1: Yeah.
2: And if they'll ever come back.
1: Yes, that'll be an interesting conversation.
2: Yes, all that's to come. Mm-hmm. But you're on Root and Vine duties tonight, April. Which yes. legend of soul have you chosen to share with us tonight?
1: Um, well, tonight I decided to to dive on in with uh, Shaka Khan and Rufus.
2: Queen Shaka.
1: Yeah. A nice little number from the 70s called Tell Me Something Good. mm um, I've always loved that song. I love, I love the skank and groove and um, Shaka's vibe is just like so good.
2: Yeah, it's a whole whole vibe, isn't it? Yeah, written by none other than Stevie Wonder. Yeah, obviously that bad boy mm-hmm. uh, kind of put them on the path to stardom, didn't it?
1: Yeah, and she's she's a, a real iconic uh, vocalist. I think, much like uh, Stevie Wonder, such a massive influence vocally for so many. Um, I believe also Shaka.
2: Yeah. Huge diva sound. Like she was one of the first ones to really like proper belt it out there, wasn't she? She's was insane.
1: Yeah, apart obviously apart from Aretha.
2: Yes, obviously,
1: yeah. But I think Shaka brought a different flavor. It was kind of very crossover between uh, jazz and funk.
2: Mm-hmm. A little less clean cut, I think. Yeah. She was a bit more of a bit more of a rebel.
1: Aretha was more gospel-based, whereas uh, Shaka was... Yes,
2: that's very good. Yeah, gospel-verse, like, that raw funk and yeah. rock sound that uh, Rufus brought. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'd read Ike Turner had wanted her as an Ikeette. get
1: hmm
2: Obviously, uh, he went with Tina in the end because she was like, I'm good mm-hmm. with Rufus. I think we've got a good thing going here. Yeah. So you can kind of see the parallels there in, like, that huge stomping voice. Yeah,
1: between Tina yeah. and Shaka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder what it would have been like if uh, Shaka had have been the one instead of Tina. and how different the music would have been.
2: Well, Shaka might have dodged a bullet there because uh, yeah, Ike was a bad dude. <laughs> yeah, he
1: was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. interesting, um, Shaka's journey mm. to musical stardom.
2: Yeah, worked with so many people, didn't she? Like, She's mm-hmm. had massive, massive songs that have just reverberated through the ages, had songs written by some of the best.
1: Mm-hmm yeah and she's been going for what is it like five decades i want to say still going
2: still going yeah. i saw a few years ago at the festival and the the voice is still there s- still hits those notes
1: yeah because it's it's a it's a hard one to know like um as as you age you know the the power and quality of vocalists Absolutely, generally yeah. tend to diminish and you hear mm. it in so many
2: But a voice like that which is just yeah. stratospheric.
1: yeah she's fantastic
2: I don't know, she's still got it in the tank, I think. Yeah. I think she's uh, she's 68 now. And she looks good. She looks good she still, she looks she close does,
1: as well. Yeah. She still looks yeah. mint. And she's also one of those artists that's multi-talented and she plays the drums and she plays the bass Ooh. and she's on Perk as well on, on the, in the Rufus days. So she's, she's a very kind of accomplished...
2: Mm-hmm. Visionary. Uh,
1: ...musician, you know.
2: Oh, that's awesome
1: like so many people coming up now you know like there's the mm. there's so many artists that can do it all yeah um
2: i think yeah you're right her legacy's kind of i mean maybe not so much vocally because you she's kind of one of a kind isn't she but her spirit almost and like her attitude and that like fiery personality is really fiery yeah really kind of set a bit of a template like we've said about so many of these root artists in the past just established a template for that kind of artist going forward.
1: Yeah. And it's it's crazy to think as well. Um like she was signed to a couple of different labels and um, I can't I can't remember which label it was, but they shelved a lot of her work. Mm. So she she's saying like She was on Warner's
2: for a long time. There's
1: so much of her material that people need to hear.
2: Yeah, she was really good at sticking to those contracts that she had as well. mean she was still going back and doing rufus albums because she was contracted for more yeah when she'd already gone solo and she was like blown up Mm -hmm. with feel for you and stuff like that she'd still go back and yeah do contractually obliged stuff
1: do you think do you think that do you think that happens very often with artists you know like having a dual career
2: not like that across different labels i don't think no i think that's quite unheard of really Mm -hmm. so yeah quite the entrepreneur
1: yeah clever woman
2: I don't I, I don't think you get Beyoncé without Shaka Khan, yes. put it that way. She established that like boss, boss bitch mentality. Yeah.
1: And she and and, and she was quite um on stage, you know, she was quite a performer. She mm. she wasn't just yeah. you know, put a microphone in front no, of her. She seemed like She, she yeah. was big.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Big in every way, yeah. She was just an absolute yeah. legend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she she was even class when I saw her and she must have been like mid 60s then
1: mm-hmm.
2: still just bossing the stage
1: amazing i haven't i haven't seen her live
2: it was just at a festival i'd love to see her in like a smaller thing yeah but she she still came to play like she, she wasn't phoned in at all oh uh, yeah what an absolute legend yeah awesome where, where the hell do you take your vine
1: yeah it's uh, this this one um for me came very quickly but you wouldn't necessarily mm. make the link directly like Mm, previous routes that we've done have been really obvious like um very tangible yeah
2: a bit more linear yeah easy to compare yeah
1: i have decided to go with none other than the queen of neosol erica badu i
2: was about to give you a drum roll there (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah erica amazing yeah you're right when you first said you're gonna go with erica i was like okay okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) because for me i kind of have them on totally different sides of the spectrum yes then you played me a few tunes i was like
1: i I can hear it yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. she um obviously erica has for the most part you hear a a more kind of subtle attention to detail jazzy side Mm -hmm. whereas obviously shaka is very big
2: yeah you don't associate erica with belting out huge notes all the time do you
1: no you don't no you don't definitely serves the music but i've been um over the years obviously i've I've, she's one of my favorites so i i know you know like all her stuff and i've went down many a youtube wormhole of of different uh, performances and stuff and um, she's a big Shaka fan. Mm-hmm. And for me, where I hear the connection of the kind of strand of influence that, that follow in from the root to the vine um, is she pays homage to her quite often. Yeah. Um, she'll she'll always be on a kind of tribute show to Shaka. Mm-hmm. A couple of her live albums, she's got some, she does some Shaka covers yeah. and you hear it when she gets up into a top register yeah really and she do, yeah. she goes she can go off like shaka
2: i was so surprised when you played me some of these tunes i like if i didn't already love eric i was like she can do that too mm-hmm. how rude
1: <laughs> yeah There's that one on YouTube where uh, I shared it with you where they're playing a festival somewhere Mm -hmm. and it's her and Shaka on stage and they're singing together. And Shakur's kind of like doing her thing, doing her like own riffs and she's like, Come yeah. on, your your turn, your turn, and Erica, you could feel you, you kind of hear that just holding back because obviously yeah. she's on the stage with Shaka. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine it's quite intimidating.
2: <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> you're going toe to toe with Shaka. Khan's quite a, yeah. Uh, um,
1: well, this could
2: go terribly wrong. So
1: yeah, I, I find this this month's root and vine it's not so obvious.
2: It's definitely yeah. A spiritual vine, isn't it? Like, yes. Just like her, the the vibe and the way she carries herself and that slight, like rebellious nature that she's like. Eric is a wild card as well. Like she
1: is, yeah, she is a wild she, card. She
2: does what she wants, and
1: you don't and, know what's going to come out with Erica. Yeah,
2: Shaka did the same. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think she just embodies Shaka's spirit rather than sort of being that huge diva, mm-hmm. but she's definitely carrying the torch.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So I've gone with um, Erica Badu's version of Stay Mm. and just listen out for that top register.
2: (laughs) Prepare to be surprised, yeah.
1: And just see if you can maybe pick up some of those Shaka vibes.
4: this is Superal, and you're listening to Sold Out Roots and the Vine.
5: And the Vine. I've been distancing, thinking things ain't been. How we picture them been. And I know you said. We've been losing grief, slipping. Can we swim? If this is a sinking ship, and we abandon it, things have not been the same. The same. And we're really not okay, and we don't have to stay. Things that might be the same same. And we're really not okay We don't have to stay In those days Just because I love you and you love me Doesn't mean that we're meant to be together now No, not now Just because I love you and you love me no it mean? Cause not okay, out No, 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 baby We've been questioning, thinking, thick or thin This is the worst it's been Can we work through it? And now it's struggling, drifting Can we get a hold of whatever's left of this? I'll oh, we giving in? Things have not been the same, the same And we're really not okay We don't have to stay uh, We don't have to stay Things have not been the same, the same And we're really not okay We don't have to stay uh, We don't have to stay just because I love you and you love me Does it mean yeah. that we're not to be together, no? No, not no, Just because I love you you love me Cause sometimes I'm good, I don't work out No, not no, baby oh, Just because I love you and you love me Does it mean Just because I love you and you love me, does
2: it mean that? Oof. That's the haunting sounds of Kaleem Taylor there. A track called Questions from this year's EP, She Knows. Mm. Tasty.
1: Yeah, that is... That is very sweet.
2: <laughs> it is, isn't it?
1: Very nice. Uh, yeah.
2: I'm playing Kaleem because I just recently paid my first visit to the iconic jazz cafe in London. Oh, had and how was it? A little trip down there. And it was just, I was blown away. It was amazing.
1: Which is by being in the place or the, by the uh...
2: band, the atmosphere, and that the voice. I swear I, I seriously had goosebumps for like two hours straight as soon as he walked on really? stage. It's just like because it just like cuts through the room
1: yeah and did you find that the live show brought his music to life
2: yeah really did really did as i said his voice is like it's just kind of become one of my favorite voices of the last few years
1: mm-hmm. we've played one of his before
2: yeah um yeah i've played his track with Joe Hertz before mm-hmm. one-sided yes which is one of my absolute favorite tracks yeah. of last year
1: he has a very distinct sound tone to his voice like I haven't I don't I haven't listened to a lot of his music but mm-hmm. um he has got one of those recognizable voices there's something very original yeah, was, and unique about his tone to me
2: it just like hits us in in the gut something uh-huh. about it I'd like and I'd asked you hadn't I, I as like mm-hmm. a vocal guru is there anything interesting going on here mm-hmm. but is there, it's more just it's probably just personal preference isn't it
1: I think it's his, his, his vocal tone because he's, he's not really he's not massively like a uh, a riffer or particularly technical but they're like
2: super controlled riffs uh-huh. they're like mini yeah. riffs like like using yes. the falsetto yes
1: no he does he goes up into his uh, his head voice which you'd mm-hmm. call it falsetto yeah
2: it seems to sort of sit in between registers a bit sometimes which... yeah
1: he has he has. He embodies that very authentic R&B like 2000s kind of vibe in his voice just prop R&B
2: yeah that sort of muscular Two thousand male voice, like yeah, sort of like your tanks.
1: And, yes, exactly uh, that sort of stuff. Uh huh. Kind of going down the slow jams route, but then production-wise, it's very um,
2: very much of now,
1: isn't it's it? It's very now. Yeah, it's a nice mixture. Uh huh.
2: But I've spoken before about like I've said I find a lot of that stuff a bit it can be wishy washy uh-huh. in the wrong hands, especially that electronic production and stuff. And mm-hmm. we're getting so much of it right now. But I think he kind of makes that slow motion beat really work because his, I find there's just like movement in his vocal lines and Mm -hmm. I said it's quite rhythmic and piercing so. What the music's lacking in dynamics, he kind of fills that void quite well. Yeah. Where there's a lot of other vocalists who they're on a level and the music's kind of sticking to that level as well, so it can be a bit boring.
1: Yes, you get a bit lost with it. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. but to answer your question, yes, having the live band did bring it to life massively. Yeah.
1: I think that's just a in-general thing, isn't it, really? When you go and see an artist that you've just been rocking out there album or EP and you you, you get used to that um, studio yeah. sound and then mm. you put it to a live band and I particularly find like whenever I see someone live and they have back vocals for me mm. that just that just blows me away
2: that bumps it, it up it really does yeah. yeah well it was, it was so weird because like I, I just hammered the videos on my phone I, I was watching the videos loads and yeah. now going back to the studio versions I'm like
6: oh yeah
2: kind of i really miss the kick of the proper like snare yeah the guitars in there and the real keys Mm -hmm. so yeah sometimes you can get used to the live versions and then the studio versions can never compare yeah
1: yes it's 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 preferable isn't it that um the organic sounds just real instruments yeah you just can't you can't take away from that and obviously like when you're on stage and you're performing and you're you've got this kind of musical dialogue happening it it's really special
6: yeah it is really,
1: really special yeah. i don't th- i don't think live gigs will ever die out at, for that there
2: reason was, the, at the end of the gig he, someone asked for a tune and he's like mm-hmm. oh we haven't i oh, haven't like rehearsed that one so we just mm-hmm. started singing a cappella just to like satisfy mm-hmm. the crowd but then the yeah. band just joined in and you could Class. see he was just like
1: electric he was
2: absolutely gassed and he just walked uh-huh. off stage as the band like Tore into like Uh the guitarist went right. I'm going to take a solo. The drummer went for it, and it it just made the end and like it was explosive. The end where before it might have just kind of they would have walked off and that would have been it.
1: Yeah, awesome. It
2: was on. It was really endearing seeing someone on that stage, Uh really humbled by being on the stage, and really taken aback by the reaction of the crowd like he's obviously like I'm in the jazz cafe yeah what the hell is my life it's, I'm in the jazz it, yeah, cafe yeah it's
1: quite it's quite an achievement isn't it to um,
2: yeah after every track to like he that. couldn't stop smiling and it made the yeah. whole thing really endearing especially when yeah. like his whole mood is like somber and like really brooding. yeah it was <laughs> like broke character a lot yeah but it was really nice I really liked it that's what
1: i love about yeah life. and especially you know like playing on a stage where the likes of like d'angelo has yeah that's played. what
2: he said Must that's what be he said
1: like amazing yeah
2: it's like <laughs> all my favorites have played here and it's a dream country. yeah
1: that's that's pretty special yeah amazing yeah
2: well from something very much of today let's throw it back a bit now I think I'm okay. going to start bringing in Steve's Swing Beat Selection. What do you think oh, of that? Wh- what is <laughs>
1: it? What's that?
2: Steve's Swing Beat Selection. Wait, I'm just going to drop 90s R&B tunes for the crack. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a track I've just unearthed. Okay. <laughs> it's by a guy called Jay Quest.
1: Okay. Called
2: The Quest Is On. Check this bad boy out. about to
0: bring to you
6: like AOJ, bring it to you. check it out. Do you think I wasn't on the kitchen? I knew it was this adventure. It's never been this long.
2: yeah, it
1: that is nice. Proper,
2: proper 90s smoothness, there, <laughs> yes. That's J Quest called The Quest is On.
1: I have never ever heard of J Quest, nope. So good. That's
2: it. Like, as you know, I'm a you know, an avid collector of 90s RB, I have shelves of 90s R&B nonsense,
1: yeah yeah
2: uh, and I just found this um,
1: yeah how, where did you find it how did you come this to was in it?
2: flashback in London this, the same weekend trip
1: oh so this is from the weekend okay I
2: obviously couldn't go down there without spending ridiculous amounts of money on <laughs> records so I just saw this in the racks I was like oh I've never even heard of this yeah let me YouTube it quickly because it was cheap as well yeah yeah and I it was did. in the it was in the neo soul section Aye. and I just heard this one track and I was like "Ooh, I am getting this this is like right up my street Yes And took it home Was just jamming to this first tune And I was like Wow let me see who had a hand in this Who produced it mm-hmm. And it's actually A very very early Writing and production credit From Rodney Jerkins Okay Dark child himself who Yes Who would go ah, on to You know yes. Dominate music uh-huh. with Yes Like Say My Name yeah. Boy Is Mine
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, Whitney's it's not right, but it's okay.
1: Love that one.
2: And he kind of developed his own very unique sound. I think he kind mm-hmm. of, that super snappy percussive stuff. Y- yeah. Which actually he, he said has come from UK Garage.
1: Uh huh. Okay. When he
2: was over producing for the Spice Girls, he heard it. And he's like, I'm taking this back mm-hmm. to America.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: that's how we got, like, say my yeah. name and stuff like that.
1: How cool. So the UK has had something to do with the development of that sound that's pretty cool yeah
2: i think that's so cool. yeah oh well you definitely hear it in his work with brandy
1: yeah he oh.
2: became like very famous for his collaborative partnership with brandy over a good few albums
7: mm-hmm. and
2: her album full moon is like full garage beats yes
1: yeah and then yeah. obviously
2: produced invincible for michael jackson as well which is kind of Playing around with similar ideas. Yeah. I don't think he did it as well as he did for Brandy, but yeah, that's, that's quite a cool thing. So to hear him this early in his career, which I didn't even know he was around in 1995, mm-hmm. uh, I think he'd had a couple of tunes, a couple of production credits according to Discogs. Yeah. He'd produced a, a track for Patty LaBelle in 94 with Teddy Riley. Right. Because Teddy Riley was a like a mentor of his, like, Mm-hmm. How, how mad is it that teddy riley mentored both dark child and the neptunes yeah yeah like who between them they kind of
1: picked up 50
2: percent each of yes. the 2000s r&b yeah. sound so to have it all like take teddy riley out of the equation yeah what, it, what do we it's, even have
1: yeah it's, it's quite amazing that the the impact that a person can have over others you know especially when it comes to um you know the arts and
2: Even just like taking chances on people, like Devontae finding Timberland and Missy Mm -hmm, Elliott, mm
1: -hmm. yeah, yeah, and
2: going on to everything that how they changed the face of music. It's yeah, all these people who were massive in their own right have obviously spawned more and more people. It
1: really is just a, a kind of connective web, isn't it? It just goes on and on. Like you can't, which is what we're all about. Everybody is just a product of obviously their environment and the musical legacy before them. And you just kind of get away from that. And it's,
6: yeah,
1: it's mint. It's really, really, really cool. Yeah.
2: I mean, Over the course of just this first year of the show, we're really starting to tie this timeline tapestry together, aren't we? Mm -hmm. We've touched on Teddy Riley last month and this has moved into Roddy Jerkins and he in turn turns into someone else in the 2000s. Yeah. It's, it's amazing and yeah there's there's always connections to be found that's,
1: yeah. that's
2: why we love this show
1: yeah it goes on and on never ending
2: <laughs> absolutely
1: awesome
2: uh, yeah bit of, bit of 90s flavour there yeah. and a nice little uh, discovery for me
1: yeah thanks for that I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna be checking out some more J-Quest
2: there's a nice little pocket where you're kind of phasing from the super new jack swingy stuff into yeah this is 95 so yes. you're starting like brown sugars on the horizon
1: yeah, yeah, it, things are about
2: to change. Just getting a little bit smoother. I don't know
1: quite how to describe that other than just
2: It sounds warm,
1: sick. It's just <laughs> like ah, oh, it's so feel good. You know, like you know that nineties style of singing. Yeah, I don't know if if it's like
2: there is no like um, word. It's just it sounds nineties, doesn't it? There's
1: something about the way that they um, pronounce like the vowels. Yeah, um, there's a certain kind of shape. Like, um, I know
2: what you mean, especially in female vocalists. Uh huh. Which kind of came from uh, her from SWV? I think she kind of liked. Yes,
1: they all they all did it really, yeah. like yeah. Uh, Brownstone and you. Um, yeah. <laughs> they all did it.
2: What we got next then? Shall we up the fun factor a bit?
1: Come on then. This
2: is a track called "Made It Out" from Reliably Bad.
1: Hmm. These are a new discovery, right?
2: Yeah, another new act uh, from their recently released album. Uh, space Girl.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, I've been I've been loving the, just the, the carefree vibe of this one. So you know, f- feel free to get up and have a little dance around the room <laughs> if you want with this one. Yes. This is Made It Out from Reliably Bad.
1: Good man. That was Reliably Bad, Make It Out. What a tune. Mm,
2: That's got me grinning and dancing that promise of a tune.
1: So smooth. Like big band, big old band uh, that. The horn lines are class. Horn section, string section, full group section, organ player even.
2: Yeah, they're a young eight piece. Just eight? It yes, I think. Mm. About according to their bio, eight eight piece. Okay. We've got uh, we've got trumpet, sax, mm-hmm. trombone, mm-hmm. guitar, bass, drums, keys.
1: Yeah, had some session strings in there as well. I guess they aren't actually officially part of the band.
2: And the lovely vocals of Jessica Schneider.
1: Yes, very smooth. I was I was trying to kind of put my finger on who she reminded me of, and I couldn't quite.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I couldn't quite make a connection.
2: It's cool. I think she's just got like. All of them just have like a youthful, oh yeah, vibrance to them. Yeah, you've got bits of pop, bits of funk, yeah. bits of soul.
1: Yeah, well, that was cool. Well, you've you've been bringing the fresh ones, Steve.
2: Yeah, I mean, they they'd just been touring around North Carolina, where they're from,
1: mm-hmm. getting up
2: a bit of a buzz, and then they were about to go out on the first tour mm-hmm. before the world went on pause. Okay, so they they just decided to make an album instead.
1: Yeah, cool.
2: Uh, they recruited a guy called charlie hunter
1: yes guitarist he's re- an amazing guitarist.
2: renowned jazz guitarist uh. he is
1: seriously funky
2: he's worked with d'angelo yeah Nora jones frank ocean so yeah to, to get him is quite a coup as well he is so yeah it shows their taste mm-hmm. and he must have seen in them the the raw the, talent as well yeah
1: cool
2: yeah it gives me like the spirit of acid jazz almost like brand new heavy Z with the yeah. the horn lines and stuff and just the the party vibe the, the groove
1: yeah I can kind of hear some um, some very Motowny y bit um, funky right Ooh, bass okay. lines yeah, yeah just, interesting just the move, the bass movements um, but they're very very tight like, like really a, like good like
2: vintage vintage sound yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, and awesome. all the 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 poppy stabs and things with the horns yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's Um, amazing really cool like
2: it yeah it's lush just watching watching videos of them and seeing them obviously like just a a bunch of mates creating this party atmosphere together just it's great
1: yeah when i was when i was watching them before um they kind of reminded me of snarky puppy although obviously it's not um, it's not really like Snarky, probably, but there's was just something about it, just reminded me of them. I don't know. Well,
2: that's Charlie Hunter might have brought that yeah, because that's he's, he's true. worked with them. That's yeah. true.
1: Yeah. well maybe that was it.
2: Yeah, it might have brought his expertise to the table. Yeah. Great stuff.
1: So, where are we going now? Mr. Seven.
2: Well, I think that takes us smoothly into tonight's big discussion, doesn't oh. it? That we've talked about the live band atmosphere tonight and creating the, just the sound that can only be formed when a group of guys get together and play.
1: So that means only one thing, doesn't it? Are you ready? It's time to go deep. <laughs> perfect introduction perfect (laughs)
2: gets us every time (gasps) okay yes Mm. once again deep dive time deep dive as if we aren't already geeky enough we get even geekier in the second half of the show Mm. and tonight as i said we are talking about bands
1: now steve this was this was your idea this was like your um your brainchild, right?
2: This this was something that's been niggling in my brain. Okay. And I wanted answers. Okay. I wanted to put on my detective hat.
1: So what have you been thinking? What made you...
2: <laughs> this... Uh, the, the question got seeded in my brain from uh, the liner notes in a mint condition album that I've got. Mm-hmm. is actually an album sampler uh, from the 96 album Definition of a Band.
6: Mm-hmm. And in
2: these samplers, you get, like, the, the press quotes and that really bigging them up. Yeah. And like uh, one that really stuck with me was let me read it i've got it here uh, this was trevor nelson big trev no oh, big trev and he said cameo confunction, earth wind and fire maze our mint mm. condition the last of the truly great r&b bands mm. and that just got us thinking like i'd never really comprehended the fact that these bands just stopped existence Mm -hmm. we think of all those 70s and 80s greats they were
1: everything I mean
2: who've got those the classics let's just blast Mm -hmm. a few out we've got Isley Brothers yes Uh, of
1: course Cool and the Gang
2: Earth, Wind and Fire Funkadelic Chic. Uh, Sheik of course hell yeah
1: Sly and the Family Stone Sly and
2: the Family Stone Lakeside, Bar Kays Rolls Royce, Ohio players, Ohio players, yes, uh, and then in then you get like
1: Delic- a freight
2: train of them coming in the eighties, like your Midnight Stars and your, the Deals and mm. Cameos. Oh
1: yes, Cameo,
2: the Gap Band stuff like that. Yeah, so many
1: brand new heavies.
2: Yeah, I mean the UK had their own little spin on it that kind of lasted a bit longer than the Americans, I think. Which mm. is a very interesting little uh, wrinkle in this question, I think. Yes. And then flash forward to the nineties, the noughties, and mm-hmm. you'd be hard pressed to like find any that were making a dent. They might have been around, but they certainly weren't selling. Or, uh
1: huh. I guess. I guess. Um. Obviously, with the development and progress of music technology and what you can actually achieve, mm. you know, yeah. on your own without needing instrumentalists, kind of makes it cheaper and um a lot more achievable you know from like a business standpoint yeah was is it just more just the rise of the artists Mm, just the solo artist yeah
2: especially in the 90s um it's easier to market a huge artist isn't it a solo artist like whether you're a pop star or a like an r&b crooner yeah it's quite sad isn't it
1: it is because like you've noticed in the the dying out of the the band and with that comes the dying out of that Sound yeah. That can only be produced by instruments.
2: Yeah, you're right. Even as we moved into the 2000s, you didn't even have a backing band on stage. It was all to track, wasn't it? Yeah. Which I guess a lot of that was MTV and TV getting bigger. Um, you were probably mm-hmm. needed to be in this country, in that country um, at short notice. And they're probably mm-hmm. there's not much point in taking a band because they're not even going to be plugged in half the time. Mm-hmm. So that's where the idea of just playing to tape comes becomes a lot more standard. Yeah. And again, just yeah, the, the musicians got left out in the cold for the sake of just logistics.
6: Yeah.
2: As I said, just it's, it's very expensive to fly a band from America to the UK, or when yeah, when you don't deal. have to.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: when yeah, they're when not the draw.
6: Yeah.
1: If you just need to fly around it. Usher
2: over there, or you're just you're just gonna take the, the moneymaker, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Even, you know, like vocal groups for years were a big thing. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah,
2: in the nineties they kind of picked up the baton of what R and B was in the mainstream. It went from yeah. funk bands to To
1: artists working vocal. with producers, really. Yeah, and, and
2: just like those vocal harmony groups, your boys to men, your Jodice, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone like that. And even that I read another article saying like R and B is just really missing harmony. Yeah. Even if there's like multiple vocals in a track, the music will be doing the same thing as the vocal, which seems to be a trend now. Mm-hmm. So there's no mm-hmm. like the vocal like bouncing off the music. It's just very flat, yeah. very
1: linear. It's quite basic.
2: Yeah, super super. It's not basic. like a yeah. rich
1: tapestry of sound. It's just like yeah. How long did this take to create? Mm-hmm kind of yeah,
2: thing yeah it's, it's mad
1: yeah but
2: yeah the the first track i wanted to play was coming from this article mm. mint condition
1: what a band mm.
2: they really were plowing a lone road for a long time in the 90s mm-hmm. it's been noted on their wikipedia page that have been referred to as like the last of the funk bands mm-hmm. another quote from that uh from the album was It was Matt White, who was at KISS 100 at the time. Mm -hmm. He went on to say, uh, Musicians that write, sing, play and produce. All these elements were evident in the 70s supergroups that we now hold in such high esteem. Let's not allow history to show that R&B bands are only appreciated 10 years after they stopped making music. Mm -hmm. Like Mint Condition do all these things and they really weren't recognised in their time and probably still aren't really. They are kind of very under the radar, weren't they? Yeah. Just for the heads.
1: I feel like, you know, a lot of the music, particularly in the 90s and maybe the early 90s, a lot of the quality went underground. You know, yeah. like, when you consider the Neo Soul movement, it was very much underground, you know? Yeah. It was...
2: It was a collective um, of people who just kind of gradually, gradually moved their way up, didn't
1: they? Yeah. It kind of, like, um, you know, if you just consider... Uh, the Soul Quarians and, and how all that came about.
6: Yeah,
1: if they weren't exactly household names, but they've, they've they've managed to kind of still forge a career and kind of get more popularity as as the years go on. But bands like Mink Condition, I think, just maybe maybe slightly ahead of the
2: time, maybe uh, or or like yeah. they're always in between fads. Possibly. They didn't,
1: just didn't fit into the bracket.
2: Either like just ahead or just catching up.
1: Yeah, time uh, is everything.
2: Fittingly, they're from Minneapolis, like the home of so mm-hmm. many funk bands, Prince's hometown. Mm-hmm. They were uh, discovered by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis mm-hmm. from the time. Yeah. One of the all conquering bands yeah. of the 80s.
1: So so when Min Condition um, were formed, when? Uh, they were
2: formed, their debut was released in 1991. They were discovered in the late '80s. Okay. Debuts in 1991, right. which is kind of playing into that new jack swing sound very much. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot like sort of their contemporaries, Tony, Tony, Tony. They kind yeah. of evolved from that sound, and mm-hmm. they're kind of just molded to fit new jack swing, '90 yeah. slow jams. This track I'm going to play now is straight up in that '98 neo soul pocket. Nosh. Uh, but they've done like rock stuff, trippier stuff, more mm-hmm. hard, hard-edged funk stuff. Um, yeah, just kind of doing their thing, evolving with the times, like a lot of those great bands did in the '70s and '80s. Mm-hmm.
1: And
2: yeah, I think they've kind of kept their lineup pretty much intact throughout.
1: Right, that's that's an achievement because you know a lot of bands kind of morph, don't they?
2: Yeah, uh, Stokely Williams, lead singer, mm-hmm. guitarist, Homer O'Dell. Bassist Rick Kinchin. Uh they're all kind of still going. One member who left uh, was actually married to Tony Braxton. Okay, <laughs> which is amazing. He like he did a bunch of them. He did like he played keys. He did percussion. Uh, a guy called Kerry Lewis. Okay, so he left them. But uh, yeah, for the for the majority, have just kept on ploughing away when no one else around them's been doing what they've been doing. They've just been bringing the funk. Bringing the live vibes.
1: Yeah, just keep keep doing, just keep making, just like, uh guess like Omar, he's just kept going, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah totally, yeah. The same. massively,
2: yeah. yeah. So yeah, my first deep dive track is this, recorded for the 1998 Best Of album. Mm-hmm. This is a track called What You Bring To The Party, and it's right in that sweet spot of subtly funky neo-soul mixing hip-hop with a tasty groove. Like the best of the soul Aquarians. Mm. This is mint condition. Check us out, John.
0: all a couple of those, John. Good you see y'all. Fuller. That's right. Fuller uh, bion. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 what provider of blessing. you? You and our baby girl can do whatever, whatever it would take to seek a smile on your face. I make all your dreams come true, baby. Believe in me and I believe in you because the text to the tank. With all that fuss and you end up single and you don't want that. Just fur pearls and cats to the last Cream color. laid with accessories. All black with the tent. It doesn't matter what I spent. Come on. Uh-huh. Check
1: that is fresh such a groove man that riff
2: that's mega D'Angelo vibe that brown sugar babe
1: it it reminds me a lot of um, Raphael Sadiq yeah you can hear you can definitely hear the time
2: they were definitely like parallel yes you really can't replicate that kind of lazy swinging groove without a real band can you no it's just got a live feel just tight bass that heavy snare
1: yeah for all, it, it's not like there's loads of different twists and turns musically. No. It is. It's very much like this is this is the the groove, and we're sticking this with it. This is the groove. But it's such yeah. a solid groove. It's like yeah. you can hear that it's organic. You know,
2: absolutely locked in. Like, uh-huh. and you just can't help but just nod the head.
1: Oh. Dun, 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 dun.
2: Yeah. I think it just creates the illusion of sampling an old. Yes. like dusty 70s track
6: mm-hmm. but it's
2: all original it's uh, and we still need stuff to sample so stuff's still gotta be yeah. still got be played <sighs> but yeah now that we've we've posed that question yeah where did the bands go I guess let's look back at the eras where they really did dominate the landscape uh-huh. I think it's fair to say. The seventies and eighties. Yes. Why were they so big back then? Where did they come from?
1: Mm, well, I think if if you wanted to form a group, you obviously had to be able to play an instrument. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it's I think it's it really probably is largely down to the musical landscape. You know, like I said before, I think the the development of um, music technology. Yeah, um, what you were able to create on a computer you had to be able to play it yourself
2: this was obviously like the only way to get your music out to people was rigorous touring yep. and you had to take it to the people and you had to be able to play it up and down yeah. the country Like, mm-hmm. was the only way you were going to get people to hear you when you started unless you somehow had major label backing from mm. the jump which I guess wasn't really a thing you really had to yeah, like, prove your worth on the circuit and then and our guys would kind of come to your show and see you.
1: Well, you see, a, a lot, a lot of um, musicians and vocalist artists have, have come up through the church, and there's been hmm. such um, a kind of musical program that's been rooted out of the church. You know, that has equipped so much talent. Yeah, and like um, almost
2: a recruiting platform. Yeah,
1: and I think, that's I think, I think a lot of the musicians. That's where they hone their skills and talents yeah. and um and i guess
2: get into it at such a young age as well yeah
1: i mean you can even now if, if you go and dive into the world of gospel yeah those guys are leading the way you know with mm. all the all the chops you know yeah. it's actually really instrumental in the, the in the, the the soul sound yeah because obviously there's always been in, in that period of time where We're talking about these bands dropping off and where did they go? Mm -hmm. There's always going to have been still amazing players coming up. I guess it's just maybe the emphasis just kind of changed.
2: I guess, yeah, in the 60s and 70s, it was just normal to see bands, wasn't it? That's just what people expected from a live show or to go out. That's what
1: music is, isn't it, really? (laughs) Yeah, I guess like
2: the 60s had galvanized rock music and Obviously just if we're going like back to the Beatles and stuff like that. So rock bands were huge. And I guess it was only natural that
6: mm.
2: R and B and Funk and Soul followed suit. Yeah. So I guess the typical band setup was that was just the method of delivery for the music, wasn't it? People went out and expected to see
1: a bass yeah. player,
2: a drummer. The yeah. Guitarist, anything other than that would have been a bit abnormal at the time.
1: Yeah, and if, if even if you just consider, you know, rock music, rock music is directly linked to blues. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, yeah, it's all black music, really. Um, I mean, even even the um, the big rock bands mm-hmm. coming up, who are drafting in all their players and all oh, the yeah. all the singers. All their players, and, yeah,
2: um, well, that, that's another whole weird aspect of it. There's probably a generation or few generations now of. Um, black kids who to them like black artists don't play in bands there's no black bands to see and uh, the band concept is probably to them Mm. strictly Mm. for rock music and indie music do you think i'd think so i mean when when i was growing up like to even see like a person of color in a band was quite wild
1: yeah but we we've we've grown up in an area that you know diversity has only really started Mm to probably started happening maybe in our generation. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm I'm talking sort of in the the realms of, like, rock music. I still don't think there's, like, a a black rock artist. Maybe, like, Lenny Kravitz was probably the last huge one. Mm. And that's, like, 30 years ago. Mm
1: -hmm. Until
2: you get to, like, sort of stuff like Gary Clark Jr. and stuff.
1: Okay, so you you mean, like, you're not seeing, you're not seeing, like, black artists playing rock music as... Yeah,
2: or just in that band system right, okay. with live okay, I, I instruments and now. stuff like I that do you know you. what I mean? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: which is wild considering where this all came from as you said it all yeah. came from black music Yeah. and now the fact that rock music is kind of well for a long time what's happened? I,
1: just, I don't know I'm not, I'm not really tracking what's going on in the world of rock music
2: oh well rock music's dead as well for all the same ways as we we're discussing yeah. tonight
1: interesting
2: just the logistics of mm-hmm. cost and stuff and yeah just I guess tastes mm-hmm. and it will come back i'm assuming mm-hmm. but right now rock music's on its ass as well mm. and has been for the last sort of 15 20 years interesting but yeah I, I thought i'd at least play us a play us one of the classics yeah to give us a, a feel of of what we're missing
1: oh okay so who who, who we got then
2: i've gone with maze who one of my favorite r&b bands mm. they've certainly Probably didn't have the biggest like hits compared to guys like Earth, Wind and Fire and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I think they always had more of an R&B focus, I think. Uh, they really smoothed it out.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Also, I guess what might be a precursor of things to mm-hmm. come, uh, they were billed as Maze featuring Frankie Beverly, or Maze and Frankie Beverly a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So there's that focal point on the solo right. artist, which kind of replaced mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. band
1: kind of like shaka khan rufus type type yeah scenario. funny how mm-hmm. we've had
2: both of those in
1: mm-hmm. in
2: the show they're probably the two biggest examples of that in history mm-hmm. but yeah they, they never did drop that band name so they were always maze and they were always mm-hmm. certainly live they were definitely the band mm-hmm. i've got a great live from new orleans album from 1991 no 1981 sorry and it's just mm-hmm. unreal like Proper, like rocking, the funk is hard, solos are ripping. Oh, nice it's <laughs> just amazing! Amazing, yeah, it's so good. But then you've got Frankie Beverly's like really smooth vocals and soulful songwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy called Philip Wu on Keys was actually in Roy is Ubiquity, okay? So he's bringing in some of the jazz. Yes. And I think that's what really puts that soulful smooth spin mm-hmm. on on Mays Okay. Their popularity in the R&B community was was huge. And, yeah. And they're still touring.
1: I'll be honest, I'm not really too familiar with Mays
2: Oh, check them out. They're absolutely fantastic. Uh, I think you'd really dig them.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, well, let's start now.
1: Okay. Let's, what are going to uh, play? This
2: is a track called We Are One. I think you can hear the seeds of that mellower, toned down sound we love today. So yeah, this is We Are One by Mays and
6: Frankie Beverly.
1: is nice
2: beautiful i absolutely love that track
1: yeah you really hear that soul and jazz mix perfectly yeah chord choices (laughs) um there's something about the the production on the kit which reminds me of billy cobham Mm. it's not not quite as technical but um i don't know you can just hear the 70s the the great you just hear the 70s beautiful really soulful really really nice
2: soulful so yeah that's an example of a classic r&b band Mm -hmm. and i guess an example of what we're lost really as we headed into the 90s Mm -hmm. late 80s early 90s is when i think you really start to see this seismic shift interesting to the point where i was like right i'm gonna do some digging here I mean, normally, when I do my research, I just kind of nick everyone else's research. But tonight...
1: But you made your own.
2: I've done my own.
1: Did you make graphs?
2: Oh, I have PowerPoints, (laughs) graphs.
1: (laughs) pie (laughs) charts. A
2: lot. (laughs) I wanted to see if there was, you know, such a steep drop-off as I had in my mind. Right. So I have gone on to the American Billboard chart, and I've looked at the top 100 selling albums of each year going back to the late 60s and then i've moved on in sort of four-year increments Mm -hmm. and then slowed down you know as we approached
1: (laughs) the present day
2: yeah well i don't know what would we call it the the singularity where they were all wiped out
1: (laughs) where did the bands go (laughs)
2: our extinction level event
1: right okay
2: so right get this 1968 Mm -hmm. because i think you can look at this chart and figure out why this is happening in sort of real time, mm-hmm. 1968, there's only two R&B bands yes. that had top 100 selling albums in America. Mm-hmm. This gives you an idea of sort of what the musical landscape was then. Very much dominated by vocal groups, doo-wop groups. Yes. You've got the Four Tops, Temptations, yeah. stuff like that. People I'm not classing as bands yeah. so much. And that was obviously the in thing. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a bit of a culture, right?
2: Yeah, very much the culture, yeah. And then coming out of the 60s, as was said, that's when the concept of the band mm. through rock music and other yeah. genres really sort of took hold, became the norm mm, in the public conscious. Jack-
1: Jackson 5 were a band.
2: Yes, that's one of the two. They, all, yeah.
1: they played the instruments.
2: Jackson 5 were, I guess, yeah, sort of a early early pioneers mm-hmm. of that sort of stuff, really. Yeah. Uh, moving forward to 1972, we've got 3 picking up a little bit. Right, yeah. Bands like War, but you can see here you are starting to see more bands in general, right. rock bands. As well as soul albums coming through from like big soul names like Stevie and Bill Withers. Okay,
1: so the rise of the artist.
2: Yeah, so we're starting to see in parallel, bands are getting bigger, and this appetite for a new kind of soul music evolved from... You know, the vocal groups and the do rock groups and the more 50s, 60s sounding stuff. (laughs) And then cut forward four years, 1976, we've gone from three bands to 14 bands who had top 100 selling albums for that year. Oh. We've got Ohio Players, Brothers Johnson, Brass Construction, Earth, Wind & Fire. Just absolute explosion in those few years.
6: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which
2: l- looking at that now there's no denying a pattern has like emerged
6: mm-hmm. 1980
2: got 12 bands guys like ojs whispers mm-hmm. change love change yeah uh, cameo and the gap band 1984 12 again mm-hmm. so we're we're on like a good 10 year run of bands of dominating bands.
1: yeah
2: commodores the time uh, Jesse Johnson's review who Jesse Johnson was a member of the time
1: mm-hmm.
2: so there's lots of Minneapolis stuff Prince related stuff yeah
1: uh,
2: Jesse Johnson went on of course to be in The Vanguard with D'Angelo as well
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so
2: he is a man of many
4: bands yes
1: he's
2: a band man so we've gone 14, 12, 12 1986 two years later we've gone down to 10
1: okay so we're dipping
2: dipping slightly we're dipping uh, we've mm. got Climax who are a lady band Mhm.
1: <laughs> okay, <'cause...
2: laughs> who they they are sick climax okay. rule uh and ready for the world very much just in the shadow of prince more people just trying to be the revolution
1: yeah on that bandwagon so mm-hmm. yeah and then
2: the next year 1987 we're down to five mm-hmm. five bands in who had top 100 selling albums of that year uh, the whispers mm-hmm. and cool and the gang who are kind of hanging on? They're like established artists. Yeah. There's not really new blood coming through in terms of bands.
1: Yeah. I guess. I guess around about now you start to see hip hop getting on the scene, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. We have albums from Run DMC and LL Cool J.
6: Mm.
2: Pretty much as they hit, the bands are dropping off, which mm. cannot be denied. 1988, we're down to three bands. If you're counting Sade, okay. <laughs> many people mightn't, but for, for the purpose of this, I've counted Sade as a band. Yeah. Uh, Earth, Wind and Fire, again, yeah. just kind of hanging on on name recognition alone. Yeah. Big hip hop albums from Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Salt yeah. and Pepper, Rundy MC. Yeah. The landscape is changing there. You can see it in reflected in the sales. What's
1: interesting is obviously, like, um, you know, hip hop is massively centred on sampling isn't it yeah so these guys are sampling the the bands that have come before them yeah
2: sampling Funkadelic sampling mm-hmm. Chic a lot yeah everybody which was amazing it was a total sonic shift cultural shift
1: a new kind of disi- musical discipline isn't it yeah really?
2: yeah totally 1989 mm-hmm. this is interesting we have two bands mm-hmm. Soul to Soul and Simply Red <laughs> If you, if you want to count Simply Red. Mick in there. We mentioned earlier on that little blip of acid jazz and the UK stuff being uh-huh. exported uh-huh. over to America. This is where they make their mark. Yes. When the American bands have just, they're gone. So the only ones left are this new wave of,
1: kind of UK yeah. bands.
2: And yeah, I guess we kind of, we kept things going for a while. Yeah,
1: I suppose we're a bit behind America, really, aren't we, when it comes to a lot of things. I wouldn't say...
2: Well, yeah, I think possibly. we follow we, I
1: think we follow we follow after them.
2: We didn't have that mass cultural adoption of hip hop the way America did. Obviously completely different backgrounds and stuff like that. Mhm. But at the same time, I guess Asa Jazz came from similar sort of urban scenes here.
6: Mm-hmm. So
2: that that's an interesting little little blip in this. Yeah. But then after that Asa Jazz was short-lived. 1991, we've got nothing. We've got Tony, mm. Tony, Tony. I've put Delight in here as a potential because they did play instruments and stuff, but they were kind of DJ based, yeah. hip hop based, funk based. Uh, so yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony are the last ones standing, mm. and the vocal Tony, groups Tony, Tony. are starting mm-hmm. to blow up. We're seeing Guy Boys to Men, yeah, which leads us to 1992. This is the first year I found with no bands, mm. no bands at all. 1992. Mm. so many vocal groups En Vogue Jodice, huge and I think there we've seen just the shift is complete yeah. what might have been aspirational for a certain culture is now to be an MC or a and b singer I guess they're not wanting to be in a band anymore mm. I think hip hop culture was that dominant that it just became this aspirational thing that Mm. everyone just well i'm just going to be an MC. well
1: maybe maybe something happened within the education sector mm. maybe music maybe the arts had been cut from yeah you know
2: that's that's school. probably a thing
1: uh, that has a big impact if you're not like the church has always been there and it still is like i was saying before um but i think when you take the arts out of education which has, has has been happening and obviously we see it in this country yeah um still an you're issue, not giving yeah. people the opportunity and you can you can teach yourself to sing yeah like sing, singing's a very accessible thing to do hmm. um i don't know it's quite it's quite a mystery really isn't it
6: yeah so many i
1: think
2: maybe just people are thinking or oh, to have a guitar or whatever is like beyond me beyond my station if they're from a certain background yeah
1: and and who can afford you know like in in, in yeah. certain places i mean not everyone can afford an instrument let's face it instruments aren't yeah. cheap it's no. not cheap to be not a musician which i always wonder like how come everything is so expensive and it's not like we're making loads of money as musicians you know no so it's mad. i don't know
2: So uh, yeah i think just that Mm-hmm. If, if you want to make a blanket statement of hip-hop killed the R&B band, there's certainly evidence to, to Ooh, back that hip-hop up.
1: hip-hop killed. Ooh, <laughs> you know, that's... Video Killed
2: the Radio Star. Did hip-hop kill the R&B band?
1: But maybe maybe it's just the natural evolution of genre. Yeah, you know, the absolutely. development of, of a genre, if that genre doesn't necessarily require those musical disciplines, you know, yeah. hip-hop is sampling. And
2: hip-hop was so new so shiny Mm -hmm. it really was like this is music now this is what's really speaking to the culture this is what's speaking to the streets yeah and maybe with that influx of 80s bands the scene had just become played out a bit yeah and it had sort of been co-opted by a white audience as well yeah and hip-hop was this new thing that was just really connecting with a massive massive audience yeah it was just such a seismic atom bomb in the grand scheme of things. And
1: it was a really great opportunity for producers to make a name for themselves, really, isn't it? Because
2: yeah, yeah, they were yeah. doing it all. Yeah, I mean, the rock stars of that era were the DJs. You know, with mm-hmm. Run DMC, the Cool Herc, Grandmaster Flash, yeah. Africa Bambata they were the new musical heroes of the black communities. Yeah. And it was all about the block parties and stuff like that. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, we're going to go and see this band anymore. Yeah, it's just
1: get your sound system out. Get your decks out. Press play. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was like boom boxes, graffiti. It was That's... just an entire culture shift. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's there's honestly... I, I kept going and there's, there's nothing. There's nothing past 92. There's mm. Jamiroquai in 97. Travelling Without Moving was a big album. But again... From the UK.
1: Yes, Jumeirah covered a lot of ground, yeah. didn't they?
2: And again, Tony, Tony, Tony keeps popping up with the occasional album. They, they're they still, like, selling in the 90s. Yeah. Raphael mm-hmm. Sadiq.
1: And obviously they formed uh, Lucy Pearl, but I think that maybe... Yeah. Was, was that late 90s, early 2000s? Uh,
2: yeah, was it 99, maybe, I want to say. Mm. But yes, absolutely nothing. The only thing I could make an argument for... 2006 the gorillas mm. as any kind of funk based band and they're freaking cartoons and they, they i
1: was i was listening to their to their album um just the other week and it's so flippin trippy yeah are oh, they like so mad yeah.
2: they've gone so far so beyond mad. like what a band would ever sound like that What uh, my main problem with the gorillas is their depiction as a band Mm-hmm. Never fit their music. In the Gorillas, the illustrated as a band with guitarist, bassist, and a drummer. Yeah. When beyond the first album, the music has mm-hmm. lent more toward sort of production and hip hop. Yeah, yeah that's my one gripe with the Gorillas. The public face was as a band, but they don't mm-hmm. really sound like a band. But I think that's the only thing that I could possibly say that's a potential band. <laughs> And we've got nothing, absolutely nothing beyond that
1: hmm. Well, this is this is very interesting I don't know
2: if <laughs> it's going on and on and on I don't
1: know if we've answered any questions
2: No, oh, I think we've uncovered some uh, some hot takes Yeah But shall we, we play another tune?
1: Yeah, let's We've
2: said hip-hop killed the band <laughs> But your next act would stand in defiance of that, I'm sure They'd
1: be standing in the gap, wouldn't they? They'd yeah. be, you know, vying for both yeah. The live sound and and authentic hip hop, huge,
2: huge, huge influence on all music that came after. Yeah, up from there.
1: I have I decided to go with the roots, and we have I have played the roots before on the show. It was when we were talking about like. Aquarians and... It was
2: our first episode, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. and When we really were laid out, these are the formative artists. Yeah,
1: and our understanding of the genre. We
2: couldn't not play The Roots then, and yeah. I don't think we could not play The Roots tonight, because...
1: They were a band. Yeah. You could argue the first and only hip-hop band. At
2: the time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A hip-hop band with MCs and live music. Like,
1: obviously, you've, you've got, like, the likes of, say, Rage Against the Machine... That was kind okay. of, you know, yeah. crossover, mm-hmm. a bit hip hop, bit of rock.
2: Oh well, well, now we're going into uh, yeah. metal. <laughs> That's a whole other bit of uh, hip hop that I do not <laughs> no, want to
1: touch. I not there,
2: that. but um, <laughs> after watching the uh, Woodstock 1999 documentary yeah. on HBO, do not want to touch okay. that with it. Well, well, ten. Don't worry, not going
1: to go there because I know nothing about
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The only hip hop band and what an absolute revelation
1: yeah what
2: tune you picked though
1: yeah i have decided to choose um break you off <sighs> which is a gorgeous song featuring music soul child and obviously music soul child is a big for me neo soul r&b artist like he is big big he's, he's, big 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 big
2: big big like that one two punch of the seed and this
1: oh this yeah i was i was torn between the seed and break you off and i just thought the seed was, is a little bit more rocky. It's, it's got a yeah. real drive and uh, rock vibe. Yeah, and I it's felt like. like bluesy, bluesy rock, isn't it? Yeah, I felt like this one, Break You Off, yeah. has that neo soul sound that I love so much. And yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah. So this is The Roots, Break You Off.
0: Uh. Come in the brain, working with me, Jim start, 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 start. Me, Come in the bring, boom, bad, misses throwing raspberry kisses on me. You lookin' for direction, girl, I feel your vision on me. Just don't let him see you sweating, we ain't supposed to be involved. Knowing when we get it all, girl, I mean it all. Till you're taken and tossed, and when I'm breaking it off, it's no denying the fact it's wrong. Cause you got a man, probably playing this part, you probably breaking his heart. He trying to figure the reason for Is it cause he's superficial, or is he too submissive? Or did I
6: come along and hit you with the futuristic? Or is it cause you really couldn't see a future with him?
0: All he bought paper, never took the time to listen. You want it gripped up, flipped and thrown to get stripped and shown the way to get in the zone. Of course, dealing with this, you won't we taking a loss, you need to leave them alone. Go with the one break we get started. We get started. 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 started, we get started, Come and break we get started, yeah. we break, we get started, we get started, we get started, break we get Rolling down the highway, listening to They sing. the way to smooth operator move my way. You sitting beside me, looking like Friday. Force the pan grid structure. Look at your body, keep each other thirsty. Kisses like Hershey, but lips are still Cause we don't need a controversy. I say I'm in town, you say you want it in the worst way. You probably told your man it was your mother's birthday. Meanwhile, the champagne chilling the ice. You ready for the freakiest things you've done in your life? We breaking down like Road dogs pulling the heights You making sounds like the vibe got you reaching your height. Prepare for flight. This is your captain. I'm getting strapped in. There's no denying the strength. And it's the traction, girl. Working with this, you won't be taking the loss. So stop fooling your man and roll with the money. Break the ball. we get started. Baby, baby, baby. Don't you worry
8: about Nothing, cause I'm committed. Handle you want that thing you need. I got it,
6: and I it ain't place. I'm over to give it to you, babe. To start, it. girl. Start, it. start. Come around
0: break it Come and break it Jump, work to the girl. Come, come to break start, break it start start yeah. all. Start all. Come and break it Jump, work Come break it
4: So
1: that was The Roots, Break You Off, so nice good. little number.
2: So good. From one of the greats, The Roots, absolutely. Yeah,
1: so The Roots, they have been going a long time, um, yeah. responsible for for a lot, really.
2: <laughs> so much, yeah, real game changers.
1: <laughs> so much music.
2: As producers and players and, yeah, they're, without them, God knows yeah. what we talk about. On a month-to-month yeah. basis, because Neos all mightn't exist. Yeah,
1: they're a force to be reckoned with, formed 87.
2: Mad. And have all and only got bigger and bigger and bigger That's... in terms of the their cultural relevance, how yeah. many people know about them. I mean, Quest loves a household name now. It's fair to he say. He
1: is. And he's. it's interesting, though, because his, his journey has... I don't know if I'm correct in saying this, but he's almost like the underdog... Mm. You know, he's the drummer.
2: Yeah, of all the people to like <laughs> be the man. Yeah.
1: But he seems to be the glue you know he's the
2: creative force. He's the glue. Yeah. He is Mr. Neo, so.
1: Yeah, in, in the genre and um he's just he's involved in everything. Yeah. You know, he is he's one of the guys. If it's not if it's not Chris Dave, mm. it's love.
2: Anyone who's been in orbit of the roots, like Scott Storch, Poiser, like they've all Mm -hmm. been involved with the roots and they've all just helped to carve this genre that we talk about every month yeah what else is weird about i didn't realize this about the roots but they recorded their first album over here in the uk in london yeah which is again speaking Mm -hmm. to this kind of map that we've kind of laid out there like it was maybe a bit more receptive to the live experience over here and in europe than in america the fact that Mm -hmm. they had to come over here to launch toured Europe first and then went back to America and and Philly Mm -hmm. that's quite an interesting little thing of note I think and we kind of touched on it briefly with Sorg and Napoleon way back didn't we? the fact that people might be slightly more receptive to the live band element of hip-hop in Europe Mm -hmm. where they like moved to France and quite interesting i'm not i think america would just I think be
1: america's like, a hard ground to break to be honest yeah, with yeah i
2: think the, the the pop sphere and the mtv sphere just had such a complete chokehold on america at that point that anything that didn't look like
1: yeah
2: i mean yeah what did hip-hop look like when the roots came out mm-hmm. <laughs> not good <laughs> in my eyes yeah. mainstream wise anyway
1: what i really like about the roots is they're very conscious you know the their, their yeah. lyrics and what have you have depth to them. And I think they have that neo-soul vibe where it is about the conscious lyrics. Um,
2: Political. You
1: know, being authentic and real mm. and just not superficial. Yeah. And they, they had that about them and still do. Black
2: Thought as an MC. Yeah was underrated for so long and I think it's only Mm -hmm. the last sort of decade where people have just gone he's one of the greats like we slept on this guy because the roots weren't like your prototypical hip-hop act
1: no because he didn't associate hip-hop with the band
2: yeah maybe they were kind of more in the jazz Mm -hmm. realm I suppose but it's only like now that sort of people know them through Fallon and stuff like that that whenever Black Thought drops a verse everyone's like Man, he's he's one of the best. Yeah, one of the best.
1: and and do you think maybe as well the roots have had a big influence on, you know, like you got the legs of Robert Glasper.
2: Oh yeah.
1: You know this. Yeah. he's a jazz pianist, and he's, he's, he's released a lot of jazz mm-hmm. stuff, and he's um he's he's fully just crossed got over in both
2: camps, the jazz world and the hip hop world. Yeah, that's a great point. The roots are just very 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 influential in. Mm-hmm. If if you want to start talking about any kind of revival of a jazz hip hop fusion sound, the roots are where it starts, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're totally right. So influential.
1: Yeah, the roots are awesome. They they have over, over the years they have had a massive band lineup. Yeah. They um, have. Currently yeah. they have let me count.
2: Revolving Door, but some of the best in the business as well. They
1: though. have. I didn't realize I didn't realise that Roselle was part of the Yeah, group. he
2: was in the, the, well, not the early, early albums, but...
1: 95 to 2001. Yeah,
2: like Illadelf and, yeah, things fall apart.
1: Roselle is uh,
2: amazing,
1: yeah. really amazing. I got to see him, i cinema seen him at um, uh, Digital. Oh, class. He, he was in yeah. Digital. And um, it was really cool, it's my claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, He was obviously on stage doing his thing Mm
6: -hmm.
1: and he he was like, right, I'm I'm gonna I wanna bring a girl up from the crowd and I'm gonna I'm gonna sing to her. I'm gonna do my thing. Yes. And that was me. He chose me (laughs) and I got on stage.
2: (laughs) razelle crooning uh really bassy beatbox.
1: Yeah and I was Warm. like that was like my that was my first exposure to beatboxing and I was that like is,
2: that's amazing I love that <laughs> absolutely love that
1: he did his whole if your mother only a new thing
2: yeah, yeah. Um, that's class
1: <laughs> yeah so when I read uh, that the lineup that he had been involved I was like oh cool
2: yeah yeah that classic like 96 era lineup is amazing I think yeah, it's *Illadelph Half Life* is '96, isn't it? I think mm-hmm. that's. I think that's like their first classic, and I think in that album, that's where we first see the blueprint of neo soul. I do because mm-hmm. D'Angelo's on it, Commons on it, Q-Tips on it, Q-Tips on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a. It, it's it's the the roots had a massive. They, they were fundamental in the, the soul Soulquarian movement, weren't they, really?
2: Yeah. That album's quite sort of heavy on the roads. I think it's mm-hmm. Storch's Roads. That really gives it that sort of jazzy flavour. And
6: yeah. any of
2: those tracks could be beats on a D'Angelo album or a Common album. And
6: mm-hmm.
1: that's
2: what we heard for the next five years, really, wasn't it? Yeah. The Roots as the house band of the soul quarians
1: yes and interestingly enough they obviously like we said the house band on uh, jimmy fallon yeah and that's yeah. i think that's um that's surely got to be something which has kept them going you know it's given them a reason yeah.
2: and huge huge for the genre and again huge for anything that we see in the next sort of in our timeline here in the next 10 years or so yeah I think the Roots' virality as a band on the internet leads to maybe Tiny Desk and stuff like that,
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. quite possibly. Yeah.
2: So at this point in the timeline, Mm -hmm. the Roots are the sole kind of Mm. R&B, funk, hip-hop band. Mm -hmm. I guess when I grew up, that was an alien concept. Like, the Roots just seemed to be in a lane of their own completely. Mm -hmm. And do you think there has been any kind of resurgence in the last sort of 10 years? I feel like...
1: There is, there is. There might be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But however, I do feel like it's coming from the underground. I feel like it's starting from the ground up. um, So
2: do do you think think it always has been there and there just hasn't been the platform of the internet to shine on it or... um, do you think it's like maybe a bit well, of I
1: don't know I think I think what's happened I keep saying with the the development of music technology you know you've you had the rise of the home studio mm. so you've you've had you've had a lot of people you know creating on their own and you've you've got many examples like um thinking about say like Jacob Collier yeah. he's one of these people that can just do everything he doesn't need a band um sure he puts bands together but he doesn't necessarily need one you've got um if
2: if he could clone himself i'm sure he'd rather do that yeah (laughs) probably just have 10 jacob colliers playing in unison
1: (laughs) so yeah you've you've got that you've got that kind of thing that that's been happening Mm -hmm. um but from what i've been tracking um there is a bit of a resurgence of the band I feel
2: like particularly there is,
1: yeah. within the genre, um, and it's not necessarily just the USA. It's not necessarily just America that it's coming out of. Yeah, in like UK, there's a lot coming out of the UK. I think you're right. Like also, there's a lot coming out of Australia, as yeah. we've seen, and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think there is a resurgence, um,
2: especially in that sort of jazz fusion.
1: Yeah, there's there's crossover. a massive.
2: I think the influence of jazz has become greater and greater and that's not really a genre that you can replicate in any in other live, capacity than of course live players yeah yeah i think yeah we, maybe r&b we did find out that we could do that we mm-hmm. could replicate that in the studio and yeah. digitally jazz is the one genre that is probably never ever going to be replaced by any kind of no digital medium
1: and and it's and it's um it's an art form that is so massively respected um Mm. and you know you've 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 got the conservatoires you've you've got like people going into um academic arenas and really really getting deep with their instrument and and, like you know people practicing like nine hours a day for for, like three years um a ridiculous yeah. amount of like life. discipline to their instrument and um yeah. you know people come out like have you heard of Soweto Kinch? Yeah yeah he, he he's one of these like amazing musicians mm-hmm. um who's a cross complete crossover artist right in the pocket of jazz but is also an amazing MC mm. really good spoken word really good at improvising yeah um i remember he he had a night on actually in birmingham where it was it was just like an improv night and um i I never i never be i never went to it but my brother-in-law studied down in birmingham and i remember him telling Mm. him telling me about it oh cool and it was like just really really intellectual Mm. but really cool yeah um
2: there does seem to be that sort of music in the stuff that's coming out now there is this sort of intellectualism surrounding the genre I feel a little bit yeah which is which is yeah. great um
1: but but not too much no, it, it, I mean, not to the point where it puts you yeah, off yeah it's
2: not like, like I think we've definitely transcended this idea of like the jazz snobbery and jazz is just for yeah. like pompous assholes. now you're seeing like yeah. kids doing it and like young producers coming through and, and
1: doing it in a really fresh accessible way
2: yeah they, they're drawing on like decades of influences that the greats didn't have like the, the guys in the 70s can't draw from what hasn't happened yeah. yet so they're drawn on like mm-hmm. hip-hop lineage and so much they lineage. have so much don't yeah. they, to
1: draw from yeah and you definitely hear that in um in the music that's coming through like yeah. when i was thinking about so many great bands. bands that are coming up now obviously one of one of the kind of bands that have really been pushing the boundaries um hiatus coyote mm-hmm. and they are they are influencing so many people
2: their influence is i think if we're saying like the roots kicked off the explosion then hiatus really kind of lit the fire didn't they? like that just seemed to be like hiatus got big and then everyone else has kind of followed in their footsteps they
1: really have yeah
2: which again like i only found out hiatus coyote through q-tip
1: mm-hmm of course, yeah, because he he so, collaborated, yeah, didn't he? yeah. Collaboration's big,
2: yeah. So it's like hip hop shining a light on this new genre that just exploded, or this fusion of genres, right? Yeah,
1: that's that's exactly. It's definitely fusion. Like, um, I've I've got my mega playlist that I go to, and I just keep adding to it, and I've called it Neo Soul New Generation. Yeah, and it's not if, if somebody was wanting to just listen to like a neo soul playlist just to hear all the good stuff you wouldn't get it because because yeah, it, yeah. it seems like mm-hmm. the genre is really starting to expand and drawn from lots of different styles yeah um like for instance like mm-hmm. um, you know Missego. yeah i would say he's very much in the genre he's one of these multi-talented artists and um, his sound is very he ha- he's kind of bringing that Afrobeat vibes in and it's still really soulful yeah um mm-hmm. Blue Lab Beats they they've been experimenting with that type of thing as well
2: yeah bringing that afrobeat sound in or. Yeah,
1: but still maintain, and, and that really
2: works in a live setting because it's just like vibey as hell.
1: Absolutely,
2: really percussive. I mean, yeah. I don't
1: know if you've, I don't know if you've watched um, Tiny Desk, the Burner Boy. I haven't watched that. Oh, that is so. But
2: Ber- Burner Boy is one of those artists where like that kind of genre is a bit of a blind spot for me. Yeah, but I love some of oh, his man. stuff. Oh man,
1: check out the Tiny Desk. Check it out the Tiny Desk because he really
2: broke through. It's yeah. like
1: um, it's so soulful really really so soulful i love it, it. Is.
2: yeah i was just gonna say that same as yeah. um
1: coffee as well it's kind of reggae influenced it's very much reggae mm. but getting back getting back to the point there is definitely nah, been...
2: we never get back to the point <laughs> there's
1: definitely been a resurgence <laughs> in bands in the band the identity of the band yeah
2: so um, so many but we've played a lot of them over the last few months really haven't we
1: we have like yeah. there's that um vbnd Vibudund.
2: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> um you've got you've got native dancer which we haven't played
2: yeah um huge,
1: huge. radiant children y-
2: yes of course yeah phony people who i love uh-huh uh, free nationals yeah Dra- dragon fruit or another one
1: the internet
2: of course the internet yeah Liquid Spirit oh yeah they're digging. great
1: they're really good
2: yeah the internet are actually are really they fell out my brain a bit tonight they're, yeah. they're big in the uh, in the grand scheme of things
1: Tank and the Bangers hell yeah Tank and yep. the Bangers another one
2: yeah so, yeah, we, we're able to like reel off a succession of bands there that
6: what
1: I don't think
2: it? you could have in the 90s or noughties absolutely well other than the UK based like the acid jazz stuff yeah which this kind of seems like the spiritual successor to to me it's got that yeah. British flavour and it's it's mixing the jazz and the funk and the soul. It, and
1: it, yes, there is. There is a British sound. The
2: musicianship aspect yeah. Of it, yeah.
1: And also bringing in that the electronic sound as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Synthesizers are yeah. a big like um the the band that I've the, the next track that I've gone with our band called Yakul, yeah, and the
2: I hear all sorts in these guys, yes,
1: absolutely. I hear indie, yeah,
2: I hear you might think I'm weird, but I hear like you know, some of like the Japanese, like 80s stuff that I like, that sort of city pop stuff, really, something in their melodies, yeah, white throwback, yacht rock, yeah, that
1: they're very, um, that
2: sort of 80s, um, 80s boogie it is mm-hmm. stuff and,
1: and is that because uh, is that the synth sound the synths that they they have it's just like
2: chords it's very the specific chord like choices mm. and stuff like that
1: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
2: yeah maybe yeah, uh, it's cool
1: but they are definitely for me i could be wrong but they definitely sit in that pocket of neo soul oh yeah yeah the, the main the main vocalist is also the keys player and probably probably the main songwriter too mm-hmm. it's got a very very soulful vibe about him. Yeah, he's awesome. Really, really sort of talented.
2: Why do you think we've sort of, I guess, if the, the boundaries of time and cost and logistics, mm-hmm. if we kind of marked those as like things that killed off the band initially, mm-hmm. do you think we've kind of potentially overcome that to a degree or... Well... Is it maybe the idea of like this extensive touring schedule isn't so much a thing?
1: Well, I don't necessarily think you have to do that. As an artist, I think there's more options. Yeah. You know, like uh, the, the the creator has more control over, you know, the choices that they make and the things that they do. And because of the internet, you know, you can...
2: You can still reach everyone's home without, like, leaving London, essentially. Yes.
1: Yeah, you, you, can, you can create your own profile and um, create your own following. So I think there's there's more opportunity and as as a musician you know it's there's nothing more rewarding than playing with other musicians even if even if there's not a massive you're not gonna get a lot of money out of something oh yes you know economically just the love you know like what homo was saying you just do it because you love it
2: yeah yeah you know that that seems very much to be the the thing amongst the the young artists now because yeah there's 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 no money for them bless them but they are just doing it yeah for the vibe <laughs>
1: yeah and they love it yeah so that i think that does that bring a close to our deep dive would you say i,
2: I think it does i are think it does and i think we've really charted i think tv was kind of now that internet is essentially like replaced tv and you don't have to go to studio a studio b
1: yes
2: to like present yourself to the world and you can just do it wherever you are
1: from your own home
2: (laughs) then that has removed a lot of the boundaries that we sort of have highlighted tonight so it's quite interesting to chart like how technology both like had a fall in its demise and has led to its resurgence as well yeah again just cultural shifts and stuff so I think it's been super super interesting and I think we have found some answers for once okay i think i think we've done a good job <laughs> we've done a good job <laughs>
1: we've got a job I, I, I wonder just us kind of well
2: we'll have to publish it as some maybe. kind of academic yeah. paper i think <laughs> become scholars neo-soul scholars yeah
1: so to close our deep dive we have got for you yakul cross the line enjoy
8: you cry time I didn't even think you'd try in my space it's too early but I celebrate like there's no one that could take my place I got complacent in my age gotta take to count the days but it's not done till it's done breaking I'm feeling I me to take my time Slowing down my breathing Don't know what I'm seeing When it's right you know it's right You cross my line It doesn't happen all the time I didn't even think you tried Myself up in time
0: me long. My reception was not the cleanest But we're married to this feeling Ring and dowry gone. We changed the weather Brainstorming on ways That we can make it better Say forever Can't tell you what kind of cloud we on Already got too complacent I jumped the gun for real whenever you shoot your shot I'm shaking I can't numb the feel You said your heart was feeling vacant Hope I plug you still Never just draining your patience I pray you say this love is sealed You
8: that is very nice. Life. It doesn't happen all the time Didn't even think you tried. You cross my line. It doesn't happen all the time. Didn't even think you tried.
2: Lovely, that is the jazzy flavours of Yakul. Cross my line. Amazing example of what a band can sound like today—that
1: mm-hmm.
2: great mix of genres, that live energy—gladly yeah. back and, and on the rise again.
1: Yeah, I'm going to keep a close eye on these guys. I'm interested to see where they go as time goes on.
2: Yes, I think they should have an album coming out soon.
1: It's an, it's an exciting time—an exciting time for music, I think. It is.
2: Yeah, we're, we're at a nice crossroads. It's
1: lots of lovely stuff going on.
2: Yeah. Post-genre, everything's just yeah. thrown in a thrown in a pot.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that comes to the end of this month's show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um,
2: All three hours of it. We,
1: <laughs> we've we completely <laughs> geeked out. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the ride and maybe hopefully have come to some cool conclusions about yeah, music. Yeah,
2: might, might have learned maybe. a few things tonight, maybe.
1: I feel like I've learned, i have not going to lie.
2: Yeah, put me scholarly how
1: So, yeah, big news. Our next show marks... Our first birthday of sold out I've sold out roots <laughs> <laughs> in the Vine we have been going for a year as of next month. And what a journey it's been!
2: Can you believe it? <laughs> journey, <yeah. laughs> I feel like I've aged five years. What are you
1: talking about, man? <laughs> I feel younger. I feel younger.
2: Yeah, we'll have a have a big one next month, right?
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna treat you guys. To some yeah, but, tasty Neosol, right? I think we're
2: just gonna go like all in, yeah. all the Neosol grates distilled absolutely full soul quarians so yeah
1: that's gonna be our little birthday show and we'll also be announcing an exciting guest (laughs) for the following show which will be in november yes Um, and on
2: our wish list
1: as usual before we go i'd like to just say if you're enjoying the show feel free to connect with us we have a facebook page and an instagram page sold out roots in the vine if you're an artist and you have music that you would like us to play we would love to play your music and equally if you just want to you know start a dialogue with us um we love geeking out and we love we'd love talking to people about music that's just what we love to do
2: yeah if, if you've got any thoughts on the stuff we've been talking about tonight if you've got your own kind of thoughts about bands and yes. your favourite bands and how you think bands potentially died out, or even if you think they never did die out, hit us up because this I think this is a fascinating subject. It's interesting. And I'd love to hear. It is, yeah. Some dialogue about it, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So yeah. Um this takes us to the end of the show. I have gotten to choose the last song. Yes. I have got to more choose two. the last song. Another one. And um I'm going to... We're going to close the show by playing for you a track by Cleo Soul called 23 of yes. her new album. Brand, brand new. spanking new album, Mother.
2: We had like a mini listening party to this, didn't we? We
1: did, yeah. And
2: it's a gorgeous, gorgeous album. Really for
1: me, this... I, I love everything that this girl does. Um, but this particular album is really, really special. It kind of encapsulates that really vintage retro soul sound with a, a modern twist to it. And Cleo's vocals are just absolutely beautiful. I'm not gonna lie, I cried mm-hmm. several times because the, the beauty of the, of the album is- Her
2: songwriting as well, oh. and her lyricism is so heartfelt and honest and personal. Oh
1: really, so much. Especially so many of the songs in one, yeah. so many of the songs I felt like she was just talking to me it was yeah. really really bizarre
2: really really specialised
1: but this song 23 um, gorgeous song for me it just pangs of Marvin that what's going on
2: yeah um, it's got that magic dust doesn't it it
1: really does really really yeah. like hats off to her she's achieved this this sound mm. um,
2: the the collaboration Clear, so obviously, the voice of Salt, yes. along with Inflow, who mm-hmm. I'm assuming handled a lot of production duties on this album too.
1: Yeah, you can hear um, it, can't you?
2: Their partnership is just firing on all cylinders right now. Just how how many albums have they re- recorded in the space of the last three years? About six.
1: Amazing. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy putting out so much stuff
2: and to keep not up easy at all. this level of quality
1: yeah they're the real deal
2: they're all a little bit different but they all have that special salt something like vintage it's so them it's, yeah it's great it's great stuff
1: yeah really really great
2: again if we're talking about bands that is a weird that is kind of the extent of what a band can can be today yeah they're a band and we don't even know who's in the band
1: <laughs> <They've got laughs> shrouded that. in mystery they've got that kind of yeah that mysterious element like the gorillas had for a period of time mm. haven't they? yeah like, who are these guys yeah who are they
2: amazing stuff but i'm, yeah. I'm glad she's still sticking to our solo stuff as well because she she doesn't deserve to be hidden away we need to we need to know our name.
1: no she's 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 an amazing um musician yeah really really amazing so yeah hope you've enjoyed the show this is cleo soul 23 see ya peace
4: Closing and trust yourself. Don't need to lie. I know you can't survive, but it feels like sometimes you need to cry. Oh no, the little stuff and the locked up dreams. The missing pieces me I, I know that you're strong, but you must stop fighting and live your song in harmony. Very deep, now they overflow, crystal clear to me. the troubled life, drink the hurt away Fix what's broken and live my life Authentically, it's not far away The road to peace happens when I pray oh.